0: Welcome to episode 13 of the workshop podcast. Now, if you had a chance to listen to episode 12 and you got to hear Michelle's success story with her DIY workshop business, now it might seem that DIY workshops may only be for extroverts who are already willing to put themselves out there. But on today's episode, we're going to talk to Michelle Hickey from Michelle Hickey Design, who started her creative business behind the computer doing graphic design work. So she wasn't front and center at all. We're going to chat about Michelle's path to entrepreneurship in the creative industry how being shy was holding her back, and her breakthrough, uh, how that came learning more about being an introvert. I love Michelle's perspective on doing the inside work to create the business that you love, and it's all about proving it to yourself that you can. Listen to what Michelle has to say about listening to your inner voice, tips on building your creative business, and how to overcome those blocks, especially when it comes to asking for the sale. Are you looking to build your DIY workshop business? Welcome to the Workshop Podcast, a place to inspire, gather, and connect with other creatives. To help grow your impact and your creative business, I'm your host and business coach, Jacqueline Diaz Hello, listeners. I am so excited to introduce you to Michelle Hickey. Uh, she is here on the podcast today, and we are going to be oh, talking about creativity really, in general, Um, Michelle, introduce yourself to us.
1: Sure. So, uh, hi, guys. I'm Michelle Hickey. Um, My background is a graphic designer. That's what I went to school for. And I guess I'll, I'll share, like, I'll try to, like, sum it up. But basically, my story was after school, I got a corporate job being a graphic designer, working on magazines, and got let go only after working for two years in the corporate world. This is like right in the recession, 2009. And after that, I was just, I was a newlywed. My husband and I had just bought our first house. So I was like, oh my goodness, like I have to find a job at ASAP. We have a mortgage. So I was trying really hard to find a full-time job, but I couldn't. So I started freelancing on the side. And that is when I Really, first started like my first official business, and that was designing custom wedding invitations because I was like a newlywed, I had designed my invitation, so I was my first client. And then, of course, like many of our stories begin, our, our next clients are our family and friends, and then it grows from there. So, totally. my, yeah, so my custom wedding invitation business started growing, and then that evolved into selling digital versions of them on Etsy stop doing the, the custom stuff altogether at that point. And that evolved into blogging, which evolved into people asking, Hey, Michelle, like, how did you get this online business set up using your graphic design background and i um, getting Etsy set up and all of that. So then that led into, <laughs> to, into teaching people how to set up Etsy shops and how to get blogs set up and how to start generating, generating income online. And then That led to a personal breakthrough for me in realizing that I like, I love doing everything that I was doing, but there were still all of these other things that I really wanted to do. Like I wanted to speak, I wanted to write a book, but there was something that was holding me back. And Jacqueline,
0: how how do you go from like being behind a computer, being a graphic designer, then to all of a sudden realizing that you are actually meant to do more. That's quite a journey that you're just sharing with us. And this has probably not happened overnight, right?
1: Oh my goodness. This is like a 10 year story. (laughs) Definitely not overnight. So this really personal breakthrough happened, I would say just a a couple of years ago. And it was like realizing that I want to do all these things. And I was like, okay, Michelle, like what, why do you feel like you can't do this? And I realized that I was holding myself back because I consider myself to be a really shy person. That was like, Growing up, everyone's like, Michelle is really shy. She's quiet. She's timid. Like, if you met me in person, I would probably say two words to you. Um, but then I learned what introversion was. And that, now Jacqueline, are you an introvert or an extrovert? I'm an extrovert. Okay. Not surprising. I, I kind of guessed that, but I wasn't positive. So, other ends of the spectrum, for anyone who's listening to this, I'm like, now, when I say it, I'm like, oh, everyone knows what this is, but guys, I didn't know what this was. So basically the big difference between introverts and the extroverts are introverts. They're not necessarily shy. Some people are. I'm not one of them. Um, introverts need to be by themselves from time to time just to recharge and get, that's where they get their energy by being Alone, whereas extroverts, people like Jacqueline, they thrive. Like, if they're with a big group of people, they're at the party, they're at a party, or they're at a conference, like they get that energy by being around other people. So, once I was able to make that distinction, I realized, okay, so I'm not shy, awesome, because shy people can't do that stuff. But since I'm not shy, now I can. Like, I'm just introverted, I'll be the introverted person who does all this stuff.
0: So what an impact that is
1: just as an individual to have that,
0: uh, what's that uh, that Oprah aha moment where I'm like, okay, what people have been telling me is not true.
1: Exactly. And you know, what's funny about that is, is like, you know, I label discovering what introversion was as the thing that set me free, but all I had to do was stop telling myself this story that I was a shy person. It all comes down to, for anyone who's listening to this, what is it that you want to do? If you have this desire inside of you, whether it's related to business or something else and you can't quiet it, you need to go after it. And if if you're feeling like there's something standing between you and making that happen, figure out what that thing is because it's, it's totally worth it.
0: Yeah, it's that mindset shift, isn't it? It's that thinking that, well, yeah, you're the only thing holding yourself back.
1: That was it. It was just me. And the example that I always give to this, and this is kind of what after this transformation happened within myself, why I ended up even pivoting further on my business journey and who I decided that I'm going to be serving. So I was having so many people ask me things that many people who are trying to grow businesses need to know, like the logistics of setting up a blog or setting up an Etsy shop. And I started thinking about it and realizing, All of those answers are out there and most of them can be found for free. So if you're not able to find them, this is not to like insult anyone because I was totally like that person. I'm like, I can't find this answer. I realized that that there was another problem at play there. If you can't find these easy answers that are out there for free, it means that you, once again, you're telling yourself a story that, for some reason, like you are unable to find those answers on your own. So once I kind of like that clicked with me, I was like, Oh my goodness, I can help these people, but I can help them with these underlying issues. And then once they break free of those, like I broke free of mine, then they can do anything. They can find any answer they want with ease. And it, it, that is exactly how I have felt is like, once I had that breakthrough, Everything has just been so easy. Things just like are flocking. That is
0: awesome. That's awesome. But again, this doesn't happen overnight, right? It's like that inside job, inside work that you need to do in order to welcome um, like other creatives into your world where you can create a business around it.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah.
0: And really that's, that's a, a great segue into like why I'm doing what I'm doing too, because people can learn on Pinterest how to do things,
1: Yep, but they're not. Yeah. Why aren't they? Why
0: aren't (laughs) they? Right. So invite them into my shop, do a workshop, teach them how to do it, have all the materials there. And like, it's just, it's amazing the people that you attract because you can teach them something.
1: Yeah. And in, in your instance, what you're doing is, I mean, I feel like there are two ways to find that confidence. There's You can figure out like what your underlying issues are and overcome them so that you break free and you're able to do whatever you want or through just like the repetitive act of proving to yourself that you can learn how to do things like Jacqueline, the the things that you teach in, in your workshops, like I feel like the more people come to those workshops, I'm sure that you see with repeat people how confident they get. after, after just one time. It's awesome.
0: And that is the underlying thing. It's like, they're not there for the workshop. They're there because they feel better because they're more confident and they, they know that they're capable of doing these things, which is so awesome. So, so awesome.
1: Yeah. And in your workshops, do you find that the people that are attending, do most of them consider, consider themselves to be creatives when they get there? Or are they like, Oh, I don't really know what I'm doing. I'm not a creative person.
0: Uh, That's exactly what (laughs) they say that. And then I'll say on a scale of one to 10, how creative do you feel? And everyone's like, Oh, a zero, like a zero. I am not that person. And, uh, and then it sparks something when they're done. Yeah. Which is great. But now, okay. So you are a graphic designer by trade. Mm -hmm. You would deem yourself as a creative person, Mm -hmm. but how did you know that you could create a business out of graphic design? Like when should people pursue their talents, I guess?
1: Sure. So I really got pushed into it. I mean, you've probably heard this from other people who got let go of their jobs who were like, who ended up doing something like I did, who were like, oh, it's the best thing that ever happened to me. And it's true, not to be cliche about it, but I don't think that I would have ever done that on my own. And that would have been a huge waste because I know that I've had, I have an entrepreneurial spirit and I feel like if you're listening to this, you know, if you have that inside of you, so kind of back to what I was saying before, there's not really like a black and white indicator or like a test that you can take, like you're ready, you should do it, you should make the leap. I wish that there was, but I think it's that voice and if you feel like you're hearing it over and over again and you can't quiet it, you need to go for it. Um, I would not recommend just like taking the leap and just like, you know, if you have like a nine, if you've had a nine to five job, just quitting it, unless you have a really big savings plan or you have a really solid plan in, in place. Um, but I feel like if you can kind of keep one foot in someplace where you have steady income coming in, even if it means taking, um, like a cut in your salary, and then building that business on the side um, there's a really awesome um, creative entrepreneur out there. His name is uh, Sean McCabe, and if you look him up, he has a book called Overlap and I feel like that pretty much like sums up like what you should be doing if you want to make the leap into entrepreneurship in like a responsible way and I know that. You know, there are probably people out there who would say, like, you know, throw all caution to the winds, like, you need to jump, like, you need to go all in. But I personally feel like if you're so stressed out about where the money is coming from, then your work is going to suffer and your business is going to suffer and it's never going to go anywhere. So even if it means doing something like being a barista at the same time, um, I actually think that having um, those kind of, I don't want to call it a mindless job, but one where you're not, um, having to use critical thinking is actually really good for creative people because it's like you have a little bit of of a white space for those ideas to come in. If that makes sense.
0: That oh, totally makes sense. Totally makes sense because you can't really focus on two intensive jobs at the same time. So if you've got one where you can do the tasks, complete the job, walk away from it. And then yep. the other one where, cause as creatives, it can go all over the place.
1: Yeah. And I, I really ended up doing this as well. Uh, when I got like over my job, I started doing freelancing on the side, which felt a little bit more like mindless work. I mean, I'm grateful that it actually ended up being graphic design work, but it wasn't anything that involved too much brain power. And I still continue to do that. And I think that there's something about being a creative person that I think lends itself to, doing a bunch of different small jobs, like we don't just need like one big right. job and like that is it. Um, I think that our creativity is able to thrive more and we, when we have a more of like a dynamic, um, like, I don't know, I don't well, know the right change. way to say this.
0: But yeah, where there's change and it's it's not the yeah. same task. It's like a little bit of this and a little bit of that because we, I, I speak for myself, I love all different aspects of my job. Uh, and it's different every single day. And I love that about it.
1: Yeah. I think that's that that just helps us to thrive. Exactly. But now if
0: one is an introvert and you're going into business as a creative, how do you gain that confidence to like, ask for the sale?
1: So again, this is like a very cliche thing to say, but I would recommend being yourself don't try to be an extrovert if you're not because all you're doing in that instance is lying and then that's something that you have to keep track of in your mind and that's going to stress you out and then you're not going to you're going to be fumbling over your words and you're not going to be able to make the sale so um, first of all I recommend doing what I did like dig deep are you an introvert and if you are an introvert what what is it that you feel like is blocking you because you know for me i felt like it was my shyness but with you it might be something else um so i would definitely recommend like doing some self work to to get past that but after that you have to do it in your own way so i don't know for me i just became really comfortable and confident about what i was selling because I knew how much it could help other people. And that was like another big breakthrough for me. And this is something that I learned as a result of of going through. um, I worked with like a coach in like a group coach setting Um, and his background was in sales. So I felt like I learned so much from that because I had that stigma in my mind. Forget like introversion, extroversion. I had it in my mind like, okay, salespeople are sleazy. So I would never want to sell and promote my work because I didn't want anyone to think that I was a sleazy person, even though I felt like what what I was selling was cool and would be helpful to them. And what he taught me was, you are not, unless you guys are like doctors or something, but (laughs) we, for the most part, we are not in the life-saving business. We are in the life-improvement business. So I was coming from the standpoint of, who's ever listening to my message, like, you don't need this. Like, I think I was trying to convince them, like, you need to buy this or, or, you know, like your life is going to fall apart when like, that is definitely not true. Of course, I wasn't going to be confident in, in that message. So it became about realizing, okay, what will this do for this person? If they buy this, how will their life change in a positive way? How will I be not saving their life, but helping their, helping their life to be better And for me, that's like, that's all I needed to learn in order to make selling more comfortable. It's all about, I don't want to say convincing yourself, but coming to an understanding about what it really is that you are selling and how it is going to benefit the other person. And one last thing I'll say on that is making sure that you are talking to the right people is another huge thing. Like a lot of us, when we start our businesses, we set up our Facebook page. Who are those first group of people that are coming in? They're like, you know, people we went to high school with, our parents, friends, <laughs> our family,
0: or our, our friends. family.
1: They are not our audience. And I remember for years just feeling so uncomfortable about sharing anything. On Facebook, because I knew that those people were probably like, What is she talking about? Like, what? Like, this is like, so irrelevant to me.
0: How are you <laughs> actually making money?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, like so many questions. And I felt like I'm like, I don't want to have to try to explain myself to these people. So if you are in that boat, you know, get block those people, get them off of your Facebook list or whatever, and really hone in on who your audience is who specifically you are talking to, because once you match up what you have to offer, which is going to be great with the right people, it is not going to be selling. It's going to be people saying like, oh my goodness, thank you for like offering this.
0: Yeah. And that right there is a great tip in itself because really it's not like the word sales does have that connotation of, oh gosh, I'm selling But if you, yeah, reframe it as how can you help someone else grow quicker, faster, easier, that just makes it sound so much better.
1: Yeah. And like, when you think about it, every, almost everything that you buy or spend money on are things that make your life better. Even things like, you know, toothpaste, like, yes, we could survive. It wouldn't be great, but we could survive without toothpaste. So in essence, everything is something that is in the, that life improvement category. We're all in the same boat.
0: Love that. Life improvement, not life-saving.
1: Yes. The Unless crazy. you're a doctor. You doctors, <laughs> you keep doing your thing. And it's we important. You. Yes. <laughs> and those, yeah, those doctors better have very good sales pitches.
0: <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> so how do we gain attention of our ideal customer?
1: Hmm. So this is something that I feel like I'm even still working on. Um, But I feel like it's first of all, being patient because it's not going to happen overnight, but I would say consistently sharing your message and being really confident and, and solid in what that message is Um, I know when I was first starting out, I was really trying to appeal to the masses. And again, cliche thing about niching down, but it, it really is true. Um, Pinterest had like just come out when my business started, and I felt like I had to be a DIYer. Now, I know that most of you listening to this, Jacqueline's audience, you are DIYers. I am not. I'm the opposite. I mean, I, I tried to like fake it for years, like if you go back on my first blog, I have all these like tutorials where I'm, you know, cutting things, cutting and pasting like with my hands. And it's just, that's not me. I was trying to be someone who I wasn't. And I was trying to serve an audience that I couldn't speak confidently to like, because my audience, what ended up happening was they knew way more than I did. So how was I ever going to sell anything to them? Um, so again, it, it, it became about really honing in on who I am, the things that I'm really good at, um, and being able to speak on that. And once I started niching further down and down and down to the point now where like, I just, I almost recently just in the last six months went down even further because I had gone to, you know, DIYers, creatives down to creative entrepreneurs. And now I am serving specifically creative introverts. Like I'm just coming out and saying that, like, if you're an introvert, I'm your girl because I know like so much about being an introvert. Like, of course I can help you in the best way. And, um, I know that there, there are different methods and figuring out who this audience, what, who this audience is. But for me, it was listening to my audience. So before, my last launch of my signature program, it's called Create With Confidence. I did a five-day challenge and I brought in all of these people. I did daily videos and we did a lot of chatting inside of a Facebook group and it was awesome. And kind of by accident, what I came to learn was so many people in that group were introverts. And so much of what, what we, or- we organically started talking about introversion and kind of a light bulb went off to say, There is this whole audience of people out there who are not being served. And you know how I really knew that was because I am part of that audience. And I think that that's kind of all of us in all fields, but especially in creative fields, like we are really serving some version of ourselves. Do you feel that way? Oh my goodness.
0: Entirely, entirely. Because that, I mean, it sounds like from your story, you spent 10 years in the making getting to where you are to figure it out to figure out who you were. And if you can help those other introverts and as creatives, you almost think that that creative expression should be easy, but that is not the case, is it?
1: No, not at all. So I would recommend like, the best thing to do is figure out who you are, get really comfortable with who you are, what you do, what you really like doing, not what you think you have to do because of like what the market is like, because a new social platform came out. Like if you're not a video person, don't do video. Like you can do your thing in your way. And that is how you, I really feel like I said this before and it sounds very like woo, woo, but I felt like. Once I just became confident in who I was and what I was all about, even though it's something that's really specific, those people just started flocking to me because they were underserved. Yeah. Oh
0: my gosh. And so tell me where that's led you. So, I mean, where can we find out more about you?
1: Sure. So um, it's funny. I just mentioned video and also being consistent. This is kind of the new direction that I'm going. And I, I've done video work in the past, but with hesitation because of that shyness factor, because like, you know, shy people don't do video. So if you go back on my YouTube channel, there's some really painful videos that I made a few years ago where I'm, you know, trying, but you can tell I'm like, uncomfortable with what I'm doing. Um, I did another wave of videos last summer, about maybe six or seven of them, and you can tell I'm getting a little bit more comfortable. But now I'm like all in. <laughs> I'm excited to be on camera. I'm excited to talk and, and to um, share messages for creative introverts on how to grow, um, sharing past experiences, sharing what I'm working on now, And so, yeah, you guys can find me on YouTube. I really want to start promoting that more because I, I am all in. I'm, I'm committed to putting out consistent content and, and helping people in that way. Um, putting out, continuing to put out blog content so you can find me on my blog. And then also I have my own podcast, um, that I host with a friend of mine, co-host with a friend of mine, and that is more of a, not specifically for introverts, but more of just what it's like to be working and navigating um, being a creative person in our in our crazy world. And my co-host does work full-time, so it's nice to kind of have that dynamic uh, perspective of me doing my own thing and him still working um, at like a nine-to-five job, so it's really it's for everyone. (laughs) Yeah, that's amazing. And that is actually how you and I connected. So
0: um, that backstory was, I didn't even have a podcast when I met Michelle. And so just (laughs) to know that there was somebody else out there in the creative industry that was doing a podcast made me think, okay, well, if she can do it, why can't I do it? So I was able to pick your brain a little bit, and we've stayed connected over those last four,
1: how long was that? I think it's maybe been like almost almost six months since what? then, which is amazing in itself. But I yeah, I remember talking to you, you said like, I'm thinking about doing a podcast. I'm like, oh, you have to do it. You have to do it. It's <laughs> so much fun. And, and here you are. And now you've got so many episodes under your belt already. Jacqueline, you were such a wonderful example of, I'm sure, I mean, I know, because I remember talking to you about it. You weren't like a podcast expert. No one is when they first get started, but you jumped into it and you figured it out and it's going great. Totally. Well, it's, <laughs> it is about
0: the fun aspect of it too. Right. And it's about, you know, the other people who I'm interviewing you included, like, yeah. I know that this is content. This is stuff that people want to learn. And this is like, I want to be real with people.
1: Yes, I feel like podcasting is so great for that and and for me and with my brand's I when I'm talking about or when I was talking earlier about having different facets to your creative business. Now, my podcast is not monetized. I mean, I guess you can consider it part of my business because I talk about my business and I promote it. But when we started it, I was like, this is going to be amazing. This is like a an outlet for me to practice creativity in a whole new way without the pressure. And I feel like that is like another huge thing when we're talking about having different facets of our creative business. It's not just doing different things where we're generating income, but also leaving space to do things just for fun. And it was for me, listening to your
0: podcast was a great way to learn about you, how you work. It's so easy to listen to, to what you have to say. And, um, and I, I do, I listen to your podcast. I'm like a oh. behind the scenes fan.
1: <laughs> Thank you.
0: Yeah. Oh, I'll
1: so like po- you know, what's funny about podcasting is all the listeners are behind the scenes fans. That's <laughs> like the, the one, the one thing about podcasting for anyone who may attempt to do this at some point, who's listening to this and getting inspired is that is one thing that you ha- kind of have to like get past is In any other creative field, you're getting that like immediate um, feedback and you're seeing people and you're talking to people. But podcast is kind of like an intimate thing. Like you're out there talking, you're putting your voice out there and people are listening to it on their own, like in their cars, at the gym, in their earbuds. And it's just, it's a different dynamic. Like people aren't talking back to you.
0: (laughs) So you have no idea the impact that you're making on
1: people. You don't. And it's, it's always a surprise when people tell me like, Jacqueline, I had, I had no idea you listened to my podcast, but (laughs) so it's, it's always a nice (laughs) little treat to hear that.
0: Yeah. And I'm so excited that you're jumping onto the YouTube bandwagon, um, Mm -hmm. just because then we can see you front and center and, and really you're, you're sharing so much more with your, with your customers that of what's possible.
1: Yeah. I feel like, um, like I said, if you are an an introvert and you want to do video work and you're feeling like you don't want to show your face on video, you don't have to, there are so many, like you guys are creative. There are a million different ways that you can go out there and share your message if you have interest in doing video. But if you don't, then you do do it in your way. You know, you write or you, you know, just do Instagram, whatever it is, just stay true to who you are, but also like, honor the things that you know that you want to do, but you're feeling scared to do them because there's always another way to to make it happen. I love that.
0: Thank you so much, Michelle, for hanging out with me today and uh, sharing uh, just so much with our listeners about um, doing the inside work and and learning about how you as an individual work best.
1: Thank you, Jacqueline. This is really fun
0: this is going to be so much fun. So if you haven't yet subscribed to this podcast, I don't want you to miss an episode. Be sure to follow me on Facebook at Jacqueline DIY. And for more free content, video, and solid advice to build your creative workshop business and be inspired, please visit JacquelineDIY.com. Thanks for listening. Until next time. And if you're in the business of DIY, feel free to subscribe, leave a review and tell a friend.